Are you trying to conceive? When you're in the process of baby making, you don't want to take a prenatal that's designed for a woman who's pregnant. They get expensive and have ingredients you don't need quite yet. Theranatal Core is a prenatal focused on women who are trying to conceive. It contains the active form of folic acid, folate, as well as 2000 IUs of vitamin D. Also, it doesn't have any expensive ingredients that you don't need until you're pregnant. Theralogix's prenatal, Theranatal Core, is especially for women with PCOS who are in the process of baby making. Check the link in the description for our 15% off code. Alright babe, let's take a moment to correct our posture, take a deep breath, and have some pure spectrum CBD. Sure. Hey sisters, CBD can help with acne, inflammation, anxiety, sleep, and so many other PCOS symptoms. I personally take it throughout the day to help keep my stress hormones nice and low. Not to mention, I sleep like a baby every night and I don't wake up fatigued at all. Now open your mouth please so I can give you a serving. Ah. Uh... Now hold it for 60 seconds. Head over to PureSpectrumCBD.com and use the code THESISTERHOOD, one word, for 10% off. Can I stop now? Nope, you got 30 more seconds. Doctor said you got PCOS, now go on girl, just lose some weight. Till I took the symptoms into my own hands and reversed them naturally. So I became a dietitian to help my sisters feel the best they've ever It's just so bad. Are you talking about the t-shirts? Yeah. All right, sisters, we got our prototypes for the podcast t-shirts. And let's just say we're, there's a lot of mixed results right now. <laughs> a lot of mixed results. It's the embroidered, to be honest, the embroidered just looks horrible. It so, looks horrible. Yeah. So we got two different versions, embroidered. Embroidered is basically where they stitch it on like a patch and then printed, you know, where they print it directly onto the shirt. And the printed honestly looks amazing. Mm -hmm. It looks exactly like our Instagram stickers. Yeah. When you do stories. So cute. But the embroidered, it looks wow. like the four-year-old version of me drew Tallinn's face with crayons. All of the finite details of my face finite from the details. drawing are like super bolded by the black thread that they use and it just looks awful yeah it like i said it looks like i yeah we're showing it to the camera right now you can you see take a look take a look at talin's face of course the stitching couldn't mess up my face because that's almost impossible to face up it's oh, just a beautiful okay. beautiful design by nature but yeah talin's face let's just say didn't come out looking very nice on the embroidered one we'll get that resolved but basically, we're Tyne's actually wearing the printed version yeah. right now, and basically, what we're planning on doing is keeping the assister and her mister patch on the front, or not the patch, just the printed assister and her mister on the front, mm -hmm. and putting our faces on the back, and then putting some sort of a mic on the sleeve with uh, words going around it that say um, "Established 2019, 2019 Newport, Newport Beach." Beach. You know? Something cute. Yeah. You know. Something to basically for anyone that gets it, they can remember it by. You know, this is the first shirt we ever made. It, it goes back to 2019, the first year that we started the podcast. Yeah. Where the location of the podcast is Newport Beach. Who knows? That might change in the future. So this could be like a nostalgic little t-shirt for anyone. And we're, we're Where doing... are we moving, babe? How dare you? 
<laughs> Who knows? announce this on a podcast. Maybe we're moving this. Maybe we'll move the studio to Hollywood. Oh. <laughs> No. But yeah, we did this uh, because we were getting a lot of requests from from followers, from listeners who wanted a podcast shirt. Because to be honest, almost I feel like almost every podcast in like the uh, yeah. big ones all have their own T-shirts and people wear it to support it, to spread awareness. We're oh. getting oops, Talian's alarm. Time to post. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting similar requests. So we basically um, uh, made, made a design just for you sisters to basically uh, to wear, spread awareness on pcus and rep the podcast exactly so it'll be fun once it's done yeah once it's done all right right, so uh today's episode is going to be about why do i still have symptoms with pcos do you want to elaborate on this sure so you know it sometimes it feels like we're doing so much to help treat our pcos that it's like how could i still have symptoms like what am i possibly doing wrong And there are some minor things that might be influencing your ability to see results. And working one-on-one with patients and also having had PCOS myself and going through all of every possible experience that a person could go through with managing PCOS, I know that there are some things that might be happening. So we're going to mention them in this podcast. We have a few points and these might ring true for you and your experience with PCOS. You might be like, oh my gosh, that's me. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I didn't realize it. Yeah. And especially for for those people who are like, uh, they may be going on a certain diet, you know, doing certain things and you're expecting results, but maybe, maybe it's not going your way. Maybe your symptoms aren't fully improving so this episode will really talk about those things why those symptoms may not be improving even though you're trying Mm -hmm. and maybe sometimes uh there can be certain little details that you may have forgotten that's maybe holding you back so we're going to really get into those kind of stuff to help um you know help help your progress journey yeah yeah i mean just want to point out something that we learned from Dr. Pataguana or something that she says that I really like because she's yeah. a coach, a health coach, a naturopathic doctor. And she always says, keep your eyes on the ball. Mm-hmm. Is your insulin really going down? Yeah. Like, is what you're doing actually helping your insulin hormone? Yeah. If it's not, change what you're doing. Don't just give up. Yes. You know, you're not broken. It's not that it can't be resolved. Yeah. It's keep your eyes on the prize. Exactly. And it's, it's like a, it's a progress and you you want to look at the long-term picture with insulin. You know, uh, I was making this um, uh, example earlier, like the stock market. When you look oh. at the stock market, it doesn't go straight up, right? It's like whatever stock it is, let's just say Apple, it doesn't go from $10 to $100 in like uh, in two weeks. No, it, it does. It goes up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. And eventually... It gets to whatever, uh, how high it goes. So like it's similarly with anyone's health. When you're trying to make diet and lifestyle changes to your health, it doesn't um, go. It doesn't go straight up. It doesn't get better right away. There's a there's a process of you know up down up down. But when you look at the long term picture, it keeps going up. I can attest to this because when I was on my major PCOS journey, especially in the beginning, it took me so long, so many years to discover things about myself, like. Like the PTSD I had from working out too hard and not seeing results. And Mm -hmm. that was stopping me from even wanting to continue working out, even though I knew my slow weighted workouts were good for me. I was just traumatized by the years of overexercising. And, you know, and and so I went into like a slump and I stopped working out as much. And and then I discovered that about myself. And now I can speak upon it. And it relates to a lot of sisters who are going through that. So, yeah, yeah, that being said, let's launch into it. Yeah. 
So let's start with um, the reasons why you may still be having symptoms. And the first one that we're going to start with uh, is you're not eating, uh, possibly you're not eating enough calories or carbs. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, well... You might be shocked. I mean, going keto, you probably are like, how could I possibly not lose weight by eating salad all day? But cutting calories and even cutting carbs too low will affect your cortisol, your stress hormone, and that'll affect your blood sugar. And now you're on the blood sugar roller coaster and that's going to affect your ability to lose weight. So for some people, it's helpful. For some people, it's not with the low carb. Yeah. And it's, it's a really important topic to talk about too, because it's one of the first few things that it's one, it's a very big misconception. And two, many people are just told to cut calories then the, and they'll, that they'll lose weight. And two, just cut carbs. Those are the sure, like, quote unquote, the sure, sure way, way of, of losing, losing weight. weight. But it's, it's a lot more complicated when it comes to PCOS. You don't want to put your body already into a state of famine when you're cutting calories. Because when you're cutting calories, your body is literally thinking, okay, there's not enough food to eat, so I'm just going to shut down my metabolism and retain my weight because we're going through a famine. When you have PCOS, these sort of uh, reactions from the body are even more exacerbated. Exacerbated. Yes, because Uh uh, with PCOS, it's already in a state of uh, chronic inflammation. Metabolic dysfunction. Metabolic dysfunction, correct. So when you introduce cutting calories... It only makes that situation worse. And then same thing with cutting carbs. Do you want to explain a little bit like the the why carb tolerance and things like that are important? Yeah, let's jump into carb tolerance. I mean, you don't have to go straight to zero grams of carbs or 50 grams of carbs. I mean, that is super low. Like Mm -hmm. you might be slightly insulin resistant and you might only need to lower your carbs a little bit by like 20 grams, 40 grams. You know, so I suggest tracking your carbs. And we talk about this in the sisterhood, in stage four of the sisterhood, yeah. temporarily tracking your carbs just to see how much carbs you're eating. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if it's around 200 grams, if you, you know, then you lower it down to 150 grams and you see how you feel at 150 grams of carbs a day. Yeah. Do you feel good? Are you losing like a pound or two that week? You know, what do you feel like? Are you fatigued? Do you crave more? What's happening? Does that work for for you if it works for you stick to it yeah if it's too much still and you're not seeing results and you feel like you can lower it a little bit more you can lower it to 120 grams or 90 grams just slowly though like one week at a time mm-hmm. again pcos it's a slow thing to figure out what's happening we can't just jump to the solution we have to test our bodies out and see what's working for our bodies specifically and Discovering your carb tolerance is a process. That's why it's a whole stage in the sisterhood. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Beautifully explained. All right. Number two. Number two. So you quit your intense workouts and now you're overdoing the walking or workouts that are supposed to be relaxing. This is straight from my experience working with patients. Good. So people become addicted to the intense workouts Mm -hmm. that they do because there's this big adrenaline rush and they feel like you know they're running and it feels good and you get this euphoric feeling and then afterwards you feel fatigued but you don't associate it with that workout because it's like how could that be it was a workout you know Mm -hmm. so um so sometimes you get addicted to that euphoric feeling or you still think that you have to exercise you have to move a lot you have to burn calories to lose weight with pcos And I have seen patients who have stopped the intense runs and now 
started intense walks and now she's walking three hours a day Mm -hmm. or two hours a day and she's listening to her intense music and she's walking really fast gonna burn these calories and walking fast but still walking you know so then you convince yourself well i'm walking but are you really lowering your stress hormones think of it like this is it helping do you feel good? Is it exhausting? Are you still stressed afterwards? Yeah. Are you making it an what, enjoyable what? process? Because exactly. if you're going into the workout already thinking this is going to be, ugh, it's going to be like a like a chore. It's going to be stressful. Yeah. And w- but when you get out of it, you're not going to feel a lot better if you had more of a like a positive mindset going into the workout. Exactly. I did this with yoga at one point. Oh, yeah. I mean, I there was like weighted Pilates and weighted yeah. yoga and like hot yoga. And, it was just like too much. I mean, hot yoga is great if you can handle it. But for me, it was like too much. Like I was feeling stressed mm-hmm. doing it. But I was like, well, it's yoga yeah. and I'm burning more calories sure. and I should do it. And I just forced myself. And that's not the point of doing slow weighted workouts, forcing yourself. Mm-hmm. Like the point Absolutely. is to lower stress hormones. Are you doing what the point is? Yeah. Be real with yourself, you know? Exactly. And getting down to the root issue, like, you know. Uh, helping to build the metabolism, helping to build lean muscle, helping to reduce those stress hormones. Those are the root, you know, issues we're trying to resolve with the workouts. Yeah. And also sometimes just stopping the exercise altogether and doing restorative, restorative, telling these Invisalign, it's not my fault. I'm blaming (laughs) the Invisalign. Doing restorative Restorative yoga yoga can help with the stress hormones and ultimately weight loss. Have you done restorative yoga? I actually have not. You literally don't really do a lot. Like you rest. You literally like rest on blocks, stretch. Mm -hmm. Like it's not workout. It's like a mental thing. It's really calming. That's good. Oh my God. I I felt like a new person after I did it one time. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right, sisters. Maybe if you try restorative yoga and it helps you, let us know. It's not strenuous at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably a great way to reduce those stress hormones, maybe help with mobility, flexibility while not putting your body through, you know, that whole intense workout. Like maybe you could do that instead of working out for a while. And then when you're ready and your stress hormones and adrenal fatigue are under control, three to six months, like you start your weights again. Yeah. And some cardio, it may help reduce insulin. But if you're doing it for long periods of time and it's actually raising your blood sugar and your insulin response as well, it's putting you in a fight or flight mode. And also, it's a, this is a great point because when you go on a long run like that, your body, it basically dumps a bunch of sugar so that your body can burn it up and use it for energy. But when you're insulin resistant, which 70 to 80% of women with PCOS are, what actually what ends up happening is when your body dumps that sugar, your body's not able to burn it for energy. And instead, it stores it as fat to be used for later. Mm-hmm. So when you go on those long runs, it maybe have the opposite results that you're looking for. Yeah, exactly. So number three, you're anxious, but there seems to be no direct reason for it. So you just don't prioritize prioritize your mm-hmm. self care. That's like the one part I think people don't uh, people don't pay enough realize. attention to. They're or, like, I'm fine. Yeah, there's no direct stress in my life. It's really important, sister. Your own your own self care is super important. So don't undervalue it. Yeah, I mean, I. Thought I didn't know self care until I met Sirak and we got really? married and lived together. I swear. I mean, I, of course, I had my self care. Like, I, yeah. 
But like I would work a lot. I was always in front of my computer. I really enjoyed it, yeah. creating content, doing stuff for the business. Like I just loved well, it. I remember at night you would just be on your laptop after Working. like 8 p.m. I'm like, what are you doing? It's, it's like late. Let's either Through watch TV night. together or like let's yeah. just like do some um do like a self-care activity and i was like it's not very nice if he's doing self-care and i'm doing work like i'm ruining his self-care moment yeah Yeah. (laughs) you know and i and now you make me feel guilty with your self-care because Uh, you're so good at your reading oh let it be known are you serious that i've every time i start a good book i start it i start it i try to get into it and I'm just like, I get like 30, 40 pages in and then it just ends up like resting. And Natalia will pick it up and we'll finish it in like a week. And I'm like, gosh, darn it. This, this girl. Let me tell you what your problem me. is. Let me tell you what's it's my problem. It's because you have so much self-care that you love to do. Reading is not your self-care. Reading is something else. Like you well, it's like your the, self-care. Maybe. Or it's like exactly. something that's more. Like yeah. you stretch, you like guitar, you do the inversion table. You know what I mean? Like. Reading is not your routine of self-care. All right. You know, maybe you can make time for it if you want to read outside of your self-care I'm not good hours. For reading is what I'm understanding here. I'm not you good don't enough. like is it. That what's going you on? don't like if you liked it, you would have been reading. I love reading. I used to read when I would commute to work and stuff, not while driving, uh, while, while, carpool- <laughs> while, while carpooling. But yeah, it's hard. Maybe I have to do like an audible and listen to it while I'm doing other things. But no, that doesn't work either. You just know everything. You just, no, because you have to focus. So I'm just saying. Okay, <laughs> back to our point. Okay. So um, trying acupuncture. Wait, my po- my point was that some people don't think that they need self care oh, yeah, 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 yeah. because their lives don't have direct stress. Mm-hmm. But even a job that you love, my point was that even I loved what I was doing, and working all through the night, like no problem. I'm not burned out. I love it. Yeah. It's just. You still need to stop at 8 p.m. latest. Okay, we like to stop at 5. But I'm just yeah. saying, like, you need to stop and you need to relax. And you need to sit in front of well, your think, meal yeah. and eat your dinner calmly without distractions. Yeah. Not quickly on your feet, you know? Yeah. Like, definitely, if it's 8 p.m. and you're still on your laptop and doing some yeah. sort of work or doing something, I think you're probably... Um, going at it wrong in terms of your self-care and your mindset. Because, mm-hmm. like, Talia, you don't realize, like... By just not stopping and giving your body and your mind some rest and letting it do some things that, uh, some like fun activities, the next day you're you can wake up feeling burnt out. Even though you love what you're doing, you can feel burnt out because you're just too tired from your body yeah. is just too tired from doing that same thing. You know, and because you're burned out, then you rest because you're burned out. Yeah. Like how about before you're burned yes. out, you already have a schedule that doesn't burn you out. Yeah. You so, know what I'm saying. Um, so if you're looking how to prioritize self-care, honestly, just some things you can start off with is just taking some time off. Like yeah. what, like, like we just said, today, tomorrow, stop what you're doing, stop your work at 5 p.m., have your dinner, and then after that, just focus on self-care. Exactly. Reading, meditation is amazing. Yeah. Um, knitting, like Tan used to do, a knitting, oh, or yeah. what was that thing you used to do? Macro weaving. Macro weaving. I stopped halfway. Yeah. So it's okay. It's okay. You, you change your self-care routines too over time. You, exactly. you do something more. You do something less. Maybe now you're drinking do decaf you tea. Some, later on, you do point. something else. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. 
try it out. Um, acupuncture too is an amazing thing. Italian loves it. So it's, these are all great ways exactly. to apply it. And if your life truly, you know, you have kids, everything's super busy, like not a moment to spare. A five minute me- meditation does yeah. wonders. Absolutely. Five minutes seems short, but once you come out of it, you feel like a yeah. different person. And do that like two times a day, one in the morning, one in the evening. Boom. Really helps. Kumbaya. Huge difference. All right. Okay, we spent a bit of time on this on this point. <laughs> so let's let's continue with the with the other ones. Um next one is number four. You're not consistent yet. You're basically doing all the right steps but running out of patience. Mm-hmm. This is a big point because with PCOS and, and with many syndromes out there, it takes times it takes time to reverse the symptoms to really um to to add on to the progress. So for example, with hirsutism, Hirsutism meaning elevated male horm- uh, male androgens. So like you can have acne, you can have hair loss, ha- facial hair growth. It takes six to twelve months to see a difference there. So it really requires a lot of patience. And then it takes a whole year to get used to diet changes. It took Tallinn ten or it took her a whole year to get used to the gluten dairy free. But she's been doing this the PCOS journey for ten years. Yeah. So. I learned all these different things throughout, like the first five to eight years. Like, yeah. I was learning all these different details that I didn't know. And you didn't know how to apply them at yeah. first. It took you that, that eight years to gather the information gather the and information. apply it correctly. Exactly. Yeah. It takes time, sisters. I'm just telling you. Yeah. Num- and then, sorry, and then the last thing I just wanted you to touch on is the, your, it takes three months for your oh, follicle yeah. to mature and ovulate. That's true. So, I mean, if you want to improve the picture of your ovaries, your ovarian cysts, your irregular periods, things like this, three months at least, at least three months. Yeah. Three, six months sometimes, sometimes a year to really get a regular period yeah. with no symptoms and all these great things. You know, it takes time for that because the follicle, by the time it matures and ovulates, it's a three-month journey. It's like a hundred day journey. So within those hundred days, you have to have consistent insulin health, you know, low insulin levels, no insulin resistance, you know, no inflammation, things like this to really have a great period and ovulation egg quality, right? That takes time. There's so many components that play into this. We're humans. We make mistakes. You know, we have to learn. It takes time. And not to mention the insulin. It takes time to help control that insulin. So not yeah. going to happen in one day, unfortunately. Exactly. All right. Next point is number five. You're uh, you're binging on inflammatory foods that are triggering cortisol and insulin response. For example, gluten, dairy, sugar. So this one's important. So we, you know, we say gluten and dairy free, but sometimes when you cut it all out, if you struggle with binge eating, if you have these awful cravings, you might need extra support, one-on-one support from a registered dietitian, you know, weekly appointments to discuss your feelings, maybe even therapy to discuss your feelings in emotional connection with food. And that can really help you with these episodes. So, um, you know, it takes time again and experience and, you know, nothing to feel bad about if you are like accidentally finding yourself binge eating on gluten, dairy, things that you're trying not to eat. I mean, maybe you're not ready to completely cut it out yet. Maybe mm-hmm. starting slowly is a better approach for you. So yeah. working one-on-one with someone can definitely help you if you're struggling with that. Absolutely. Great points, babe. 
All right. Uh, next point. Last point. Next and last point is you have an underlying thyroid issue or something that requires medication. Yes. Really it important. Should have been point. the first point. I know. Right? <laughs> it should have been the first point because it, you may be trying really hard. You may be actually doing all the right things, but you know there could be an underlying condition, especially yeah. thyroid, which is prevalent in up to twenty yeah. percent of women with PCOS. No matter what you do, you don't see results because yeah. your thyroid hormone just isn't yeah. there. So I mean. Speaking with a naturopathic doctor, getting full thyroid panel, looking at functional lab results of your thyroid, I mean, that can really be beneficial. Yeah. So again, you might be doing this on your own and seeing minimal results. When you work with someone, they can really investigate mm-hmm. and direct you better sometimes. So Exactly. And it's really good to uh, pinpoint these things in the beginning, like make sure you have your thyroid panel checked. To make sure from the from the beginning of your PCOS journey that you're aware of any of these underlying conditions so yes, that you're yeah. putting your effort and time in the most efficient manner. Exactly. And you might be thinking like when you cut out calories, when you when we're telling you to stop over exercising, like if I'm not controlling how much I exercise now while doing all this stuff, then how will I control it when I'm not? So for example, like if I if I'm not losing weight by exercising so much. Well, if I stop losing weight, I'm just going to blow up. Or some you mean, people, if, you some mean people if I think stop that. exercising? Yeah. Some oh, yeah, people, you said the, the, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, some people think that way. So if I stop exercising, I'll blow up. Yeah. You know, but I'm actually, I'm not seeing results. But if I stop, yeah. it's going to be a mess. Yeah. I, that's not necessarily the truth. Very, yeah, that's correct. It's a mindset thing. So my point is a lot of these things, topics that we brought up, it's your mindset. You have to understand the science and learn about PCOS. And we're trying to explain it as best as we can in so many different ways so that you can try these things confidently. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, so, and that's not uh, one of the points just to go over is like the calories don't matter. Your hormones do. Mm-hmm. And even if you've done the blood work and they say that you don't have insulin resistance, because your fasting glucose is fine and your A1C is fine, you can still be slightly insulin resistant. Exactly. You won't know until you're diabetic. So this just goes yeah. back to the last point is making sure you're checking for these underlying conditions. Mm-hmm. Eye on the prize. Eye is on the your prize. insulin going down? Yeah. You know, and A1C doesn't reflect insulin resistance. You won't know if you have insulin resistance until the A1C reflects diabetes. So you don't want to wait that long. You know what I'm saying? So if Mm -hmm. you're having these symptoms of cravings and insulin resistance, again, keep your eye on the prize and make sure that your insulin is going down with what you're doing. All right. All right. So that was uh, all the points that we want to cover, but we're not done just yet. As always, we asked you sisters on Instagram, PCOS.WeightLoss, if you don't follow us. We asked you on Instagram, what did you do when your weight was stuck at a plateau? So the first and uh, the first answer is from uh, Mamze Lenny. She says, stay the, stay the course and try not to get discouraged. Love it. Love a, it. If you know certain things have worked for you or continue to work for you, that's great. Staying the course, not getting discouraged. But also at the same time, making sure that there's no nothing holding you back, like the mm-hmm. points that we discussed. And also, you know, I like that she says staying the course because sometimes you don't see the results, but you kind of feel better and you're less bloated and maybe mm-hmm. your mood's better, but you're still not losing weight. Stay the course. Keep layering on other components. You will see the results. Don't yes. get discouraged. Yes. And the next one, babe? Sophie Faye says, I kept going and in a few weeks, I started losing weight again. Nice. See? 
Great job. That's what I'm saying, girl. Great job, Sophie. It's sometimes your body can reach a plateau for a moment, yeah. just like with anything. And then if you just continue, it breaks through that plateau and you, you continue yeah. your progress. Hannah. And Hannah says cry, which... Sorry, so sister. many Don't, answers were really? cry. Oh man, that sucks. I saw like so like ten, that's why I don't have a lot of responses here because most people said cry. Oh no. Don't well, cry. Yeah, don't cry. We're, we're here helping for you. you. <laughs> we're this yeah, We're here for you. We're helping you get through it and also we're helping you uh, not think of it as a short-term picture, you know? If you if you're not seeing results in your first month, like don't be discouraged. Like there's you have your whole life to reverse PCOS to manage PCOS and to basically get it all under control. So try not to basically um, let it get you down like that. I'm going to let Talin just continue for a second as I hook up the bat, uh, the laptop. battery to the battery. laptop because yes. heaven forbid this episode gets lost. Quick, just quick, continue, quick. Continue. Okay. So the last one, Vasilinalik says, I was so disappointed that I ended up eating more. So again, this goes to my point, working one-on-one with someone can be super helpful in motivating you and making sure that you stay on course and continuing to investigate what the underlying problems with the PCOS symptoms are so that you can see better results or at least feel more confident in what you're doing so that you don't feel disappointed and give up. You know what I'm saying? Because it's easy to give up when you're not seeing the results that you you're, you set these goals and you're not seeing them. You have to work with your PCOS. You know, like take a look at what symptoms are improving. Is it your mood? Is it your bloating? Like I said earlier, you know, do you feel like you're exercising and you're seeing a little bit of strength come back? Then continue doing what you're doing. Don't give up. And just layer on the different things. You can take different supplements. We have Ovacetol for insulin resistance. That combined with your diet change gives great results. And then we have CBD. So when you feel stressed out and you're you, you're doing your self-care routine, but you're still you know ain't feeling anxious, CBD can help a little bit. Don't give up. There are all these different things you can do. Yes. And I'm back. And he's back. Ooh. All right. So... The wins of the week. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, wait, hold on. The hotline. Oh. So, uh, sisters, our P- we have a question from the PCOS hotline. For those that don't know, we have a hotline where you can call or text message to basically ask us a question. The number is 1-833-ASK-PCOS, 1-833-ASK-PCOS. And you can leave a voicemail or you can um, leave a text message and we'll basically read it on the podcast. So today's message came from a sister and it actually has to do with going gluten dairy free and her partner. So she says, hi, Talia and Sidak. I've been going gluten dairy free since January and seeing great results. The only issue I've been having is um, the only issue I've been having is seeing my husband's gluten and dairy products around the house. Not sure how to deal with this as I've been getting tempted. Well, that's a great question. Great point, especially if, if you're with someone who is just like, you know, maybe not on board, they're going gluten dairy free, which yeah. they, don't, they don't have to be. They don't have to be. Yeah. I say create a shelf for yourself. Get it. It rhymes. Create a shelf for yourself <laughs> and put all your gluten free stuff there. Ignore mm-hmm. his. Okay. Create a safe space for yourself. Put your gluten free snacks, crackers, whatever it yeah. may be, your cereal and, you know, have it available for you yeah 
And that will help you stay away from his stuff. But if you're feeling like those cravings and stuff like that really bad, then of course I suggest taking Ovacetol, taking a supplement to help you with reducing those insulin levels and getting that under control because you shouldn't be having awful cravings. You know what I'm saying? Like you shouldn't mm-hmm. be treating those awful cravings with eating the, what you're craving for. I mean, it's fine if you do. I'm just saying like long term. focus on the long term. How do we heal the cravings? Yeah. And again, like it's important to remember too that if your partner is being supportive of your diet lifestyle changes, that's great. They don't always have to, or they don't have to go and go, they don't have to go gluten dairy free f- with you. Mm-hmm. It's just great that if they are supportive about it and they're not being judgmental or anything like that. So, like in our case, like I'll be honest with me and Tallinn, I'm basically 95% gluten dairy free. The only time that I have gluten or dairy is when i have like sourdough bread with my sandwich or she'll put like a slice of cheddar on my sandwich which, cheddar. and but the thing is the reason i'm 95 percent gluten dairy free is i was already into that kind of stuff before we got married or before we even met i was already into the research pinpointing gluten inflammation back pain so many of these issues like from dr ronda patrick she does she has a lot of research on it i was already into the dairy thing like me and tali meeting was a some like a match made in heaven like no drug i don't know how it happened i don't know how the tinder gods matched us and we like ended up meeting each other but we basically had the same mentality when it comes to like diet and lifestyle but with that being said they don't have to go that extreme with you as long as they're being supportive that's great and just communicate you can tell you can tell your husband or partner whoever hey like it it kind of impacts my day-to-day when i see the products when i see just throwing out whatever like when i see gluten bread it makes me can you hide it it. can you just put it in this certain shelf so that i don't have to see it always just saying that will make great um positive benefits within your relationship and your progress trust me when your cravings are under control you won't even want his stuff anymore. And you, yeah. your palate changes and you don't crave those things. And yeah. you get used to eating gluten and dairy free. Like I I have not had any craving for gluten or dairy. I mean, anytime I have a craving, it's because like if someone's eating like a fresh croissant, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> if I'm in France, like, yeah. France, the, if yeah. you're in France. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. even like now, I mean, I'm not, eh, yeah. you know, but you're in France. It's the experience. Like, yeah. I don't know. I get that. Totally. But other than that, I don't feel yeah. anything. All right, so that's the hotline, and now we're going to go to the wins of the week, which are fellow sisters who are managing their PCOS, managing their symptoms, losing weight, and basically being a boss of their PCOS. That's right. So uh, the first winner I'll read is from Bridget. Uh, This is from uh, our Facebook group for the sisterhood, and she says, "Uh, down 13 pounds just going dairy and gluten-free. I always used to gain weight when I would work out, so I stopped for a while to focus on eating. Just in my first slow way to work out in a while, paired with a low-impact Peloton ride. It's crazy how different my body feels after today's workout. Love that. Amazing. She has the Peloton. She's doing low-impact. Yeah. Great. Yeah. If you're, yeah, slow way to workouts are great, especially when you combine that with a low impact cardio session. So like it's like she like she mentioned her Peloton, that's great. Even doing going on like a slow jog, a consistent jog where you're not basically sprinting mm-hmm. or something can be great. So great job, sister. Go you. And she's from the sisterhood. Nice. Down 13 pounds. You go, girl. Nice. This message is from um Anielka. Anielka, this is a comment on a post. She says, I've gone gluten and dairy free for two weeks and lost 2.6 pounds. Nice. That and I've hit my 10,000 steps a day. 
Thank you, Talin. Congratulations, Congrats, sister. sister. And that is great progress too for yes. two weeks. I feel like a lot of sisters, they're like, oh, like I only, I only lost, lost two, two pounds, pounds in my first week or two. But or first month. Yeah, know. and that's actually really good. Yeah. You actually should you be. You did aver- something that worked. Yeah, and Keep you should doing be. It. Yeah, totally. And you should be averaging like one to two pounds a week because that's a sustainable approach. Anytime where you're going really drastic, where you're where you're having uh, where you're like trying to lose too much at once, that's not very sustainable week after week. But when you do it like sustainably, one to two pounds a week, it really helps to basically keep that goal going long term i'm with you and she's hitting her 10k steps a day yeah that's something that i didn't realize had a huge impact on my health the walking until yeah until i did my dietetic internship rotations and that's when i was really taking like 10,000 steps every day for like six months i was so fit i was (laughs) like wow what is happening and later on during quarantine as i wasn't taking as many steps i realized the impact that it had had at one point yeah. i was like wait a minute i can do that mm-hmm. you know okay. yeah snatched right back <laughs> let's do this Woo! all right, all right. sisters I guess that was the episode to talk about um you know why do i still have symptoms with pcos even when you're when you're trying really hard right uh, we hope this helps we hope this helps pinpoint maybe some of the things that were holding you back or mm-hmm. some things that maybe you weren't aware of so let us know, sisters. Please message us on Instagram. Feel free to DM us if you have anything you want to add to this or if you have any things you want us to explain further later on. Yes, I hope this was helpful, sisters. And we will see you on the next episode. Yeah, and keep uh, keep up with us on Instagram for the, for the updates on the t-shirt for the podcast. We'll have yeah. that ready very soon. Oh, and also, if you want to listen to this podcast live before it's released, just uh, go to the Clubhouse app. Find us there, PCOS Weight Loss, and you'll be able to listen to every episode before it's released live from Clubhouse. So that's it. Talk to you soon, sisters. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come check out The Sisterhood. It's my monthly membership site where sisters just like you are learning how to move through the stages of PCOS. From stage one, cold and alone at the doctor's office, to stage five, nailing the PCOS lifestyle, gluten and dairy free. Get ready to finally feel in control of your body again.